What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Let's kick this thing off. Haider Rafiq is the chief marketing officer at OKCoin, and Bradley Cam is the co-founder of Unstoppable Domains. In this conversation, we discuss human-readable domains, why the user experience must improve in crypto, and why OKCoin and Unstoppable Domains partnered to bring human-readable domains to the first exchange. I really enjoyed this conversation with both of these guys, and I hope you do as well. Before we get into this episode, I want to quickly talk about our sponsors. First up is Exodus, exodus.io. They're one of the most popular cryptocurrency wallets and has been around since 2015. It's supported on both desktop and mobile, and it allows you to sync your wallet across multiple devices so you can have access to your funds anywhere. You can instantly exchange around 100 different cryptocurrencies. Interactive charts let you view the price history of a specific asset or your portfolio's performance over time. And maybe the best part, Exodus is integrated with Treasure Hardware Wallet, making advanced security easy for everyone. You can visit exodus.io for your free download or search Exodus on the App Store or Play Store. That's E-X-O-D-U-S, Exodus, one of the most popular cryptocurrency wallets and one you need to go test out. E-X-O-D-U-S. Go search it on the App Store or go to exodus.io today. Next up is Diginex. They're the first company with a cryptocurrency exchange to be listed in the United States. Their ticker is on the NASDAQ is EQOS, and they are the first crypto company that you can buy stock in. They also have a crypto exchange called EQOS, E-Q-U-O-S, which has been built to institutional standards, but it's available to everyone. You can trade Bitcoin and Ethereum spot, as well as Bitcoin perpetuals, and you can get a 5% discount on all fees by signing up using equos.com slash pomp. Again, equos.com slash pomp. And lastly is my folks over money on chain. They are bringing Bitcoin to mass adoption with solutions to meet the needs of different types of users, a fully Bitcoin collateralized stablecoin, DOC, a Bitcoin on steroids, BPRO, and a dizzying Bitcoiner option for lovers of leverage trading, BTCX. All this without requiring the delivery of your private keys. Money on Chain, bringing Bitcoin into the mainstream. You can visit moneyonchain.com slash pomp to learn more. That's right. You want to use your Bitcoin and you want to bring Bitcoin to the mainstream all without requiring the delivery of private keys, Bitcoin collateralized stablecoins, Bitcoin on steroids, and a Bitcoiner option for lovers of leverage trading. Go to moneyonchain.com slash pomp. Again, moneyonchain.com slash pomp. All right, let's get into this episode with Hyder and with Bradley. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Anthony Pompliano is a partner at Morgan Creek Digital. All opinions expressed by Pomp or his guests on this podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Morgan Creek Digital or Morgan Creek Capital Management. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All right, guys, bang, bang. I've got Brad and Hyder here. I'm super excited about this. We're going to talk about an announcement they have. Uh, let's first get started, though. Maybe both of you just introduce yourselves and uh, the companies you work for. Hi, everyone. This is Hyder. Uh, I am the Chief Marketing Officer at OKCoin. And I'm Brad. I'm co-founder at Unstoppable Domains. Awesome. So, Brad, maybe let's start with you. Uh, what is the news that Unstoppable Domains and OKCoin have? 
So uh, OKCoin has integrated blockchain domains for the purposes of sending and receiving crypto in the exchange. And the reason why this is such a big deal is because this is the first time a exchange has supported this standard, uh, this blockchain domain standard, human readable names, instead of long crypto addresses has been widely adopted in the wallet community, uh, but not in the exchange community yet. And if you're a crypto user, you're using both. So you really need, if in order to actually get rid of your long hex addresses, you need exchanges as well as wallets to support this. Got it. So Heider, maybe let's just zoom out and kind of go backwards first of just like, what is the problem, right? If you guys are implementing this as a solution, what was the problem that you identified um, and, and we're trying to solve? Look, ultimately, we can all agree that the current form of uh, wallet addresses is a poor user experience. Um, I think when these things probably got invented, there was no product manager or user experience person in the room. Um, and they've played their part. And I think it's uh, it's due time that these things evolve and, and become better. If we're all about welcoming people who are non-crypto natives, uh, essentially newcomers, we have to take a really hard look at these problems. And the reality is there's so much goodness in crypto in its nature. It's more interoperable than traditional money. So for example, uh, Pomp, if I'm sending you uh, US dollars, I have to send it via a wire transfer. Uh, there's no interoperability between banking systems or even consumer uh, fintech apps like Cash App or PayPal. Uh, you're kind of struck in their, uh, in their uh, wall garden, if you will. With crypto, you, we, we all know it's pretty easy to send and receive crypto from one wallet to another exchange and vice versa. But the problem, the key friction point has been this long string of address one has to copy and then put into your new sort of place where you want to receive it or send it to a friend, say I'm sending you some crypto, now I have to send you this long string of address or a QR code. Uh, I Look, I was never a fan of QR codes either, so maybe this is beef against QR codes. Uh, but generally, we want to solve that piece, which is how do we simplify interoperability and bring the best out of crypto in a form that really helps us win long-term? And this is not just about OKCoin. This is about everyone involved in this industry, it should be really, really simple and easy to take value, crypto value out of OKCoin into another wallet, whether hardware or what have you, or into another exchange or into another wallet. And that is tough today. That is especially tough if I have to tell one of my friends who's not in the crypto industry to come in and do the same thing. So for example, if a friend of mine started a wallet, I have to send him or her some crypto to get them to get started. And we believe unstoppable domains is the right solution to remove that, that friction, that sort of anxiety-inducing experience that perhaps if I get one string wrong in that wallet address, it might go to the wrong pump and I might never get my money back. And the QR code thing, look, it's better than the long string address, but is it really shareable? Like, are you just going to like text around and, and message around a QR code? I don't think people are there yet with QR codes. And so with unstoppable wallet addresses, it, you know, it's as simple as hider.crypto or pop.crypto or brad.crypto. And now you can send and receive and share that address publicly. It has privacy features. Uh, you're not exposing your private key or your public address. So there's a lot of goodness here. And that's, that's the main reason why we wanted to implement this is ultimately make it really easy for people who are coming in to start using crypto, not just to invest 
but also to share among their family and friends, or perhaps use crypto for other economical transactions. Like if you're a freelancer, you want to you know, transact using crypto uh, across the border. So that that's the key motivation. Yeah, it, it makes a ton of sense. And I always joke with people, uh, you know, everyone's had that feeling when you go to send uh, even a small amount um, and you've got to put in that address and your heart starts beating. And it's kind of like the Eminem song, right? It's like, you know, uh, literally you feel like you're about to start sweating because you don't want to screw it up. So uh, so it makes a ton of sense. Brad, maybe talk a little bit about how Unstoppable Domains and OKCoin came together um, and, you know, why OKCoin and um, kind of how did you guys think about entering into uh, the exchanges and getting exchanges to start adopting this on top of wallets. Yeah, so I mean, I think we you know, we started with wallets um, because they were an easier place to start. Frankly, um, they are. Uh, it's a bit simpler for them to adopt new technology based on the way that they're structured. When you are holding people's private keys, you have this uh, gigantic security. I'm, I'm not going to use the the term honeypot. I think that they're actually quite um, you know exchanges, there's plenty of exchanges now that are extremely, extremely good at security, but they have this problem. And so uh, it's been easier to start with wallets. Also, there's a lot of sending and receiving on wallets, whereas with exchanges, there's a lot more sending and receiving to yourself. Um, So that was a good place to start. But ultimately, if you think about this industry, we have a uh, $1 trillion asset class where the money is being transferred on the equivalent of IP addresses. So like this does not look like a sustainable system uh, to anyone inside of crypto or anyone outside of crypto. And if you're trying to get people inside crypto, uh, you're going to need uh, a system that is that has better user experience. And the user experience of a domain name, which is effectively a username for you crypto, uh, reminds people of what happens in the regular world, reminds people of their PayPal addresses or their cash app or their Venmo or whatever. So uh, it's a very clear and simple form factor. Uh, the way we got the way we got um, connected in with OKCoin, so Hyder and I have actually known each other for quite a little while here, um, and have been talking for quite a while. And when he uh, when he joined OKCoin, he you know he essentially you know he essentially said, I- "I'm going to make this uh, I'm going to help make this a uh, uh, a top tier innovative exchange." And has said from the beginning that the goal here has been a better user experience uh, because that's what's critical. And the thing that's been pretty, you know, unique about you know our conversations and this partnership is how uh, focused uh, the OKCoin team has been on the user experience broadly, like the user experience of uh, sending crypto more broadly, uh, not just about uh, you know getting more money into OKCoin, for example. Um, and I think that those kinds of bets are what the crypto community needs, and that's what's going to get us to this interoperability place. And I think. Once we have the interoperability, then it's going to be may the best may the best application win, um, and and so I think that the the top applications will 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 wind up benefiting even more from supporting uh, interoperability. So, and Hyder, you guys are obviously the first exchange to do this. Um, so maybe talk a little bit about like what drove that decision making, um, and did you want to make sure you were the first? Was it just, hey, we thought this was the right experience for users and we happened to be the first? You know, kind of just talk through a little bit of the decision making from your guys' end. Um, look, we'll take our wins when we can have it. Uh, so yes, there, there is a sense of, you know, uh, a feel good when you're, when you're the first. There's a sense of risk too, which is kind of nice. And I think we have, to, we have to put our skin in the game a little bit here. Um, 
the the being the first piece really boils down from uh, us wanting to deliver optimal user experience. So there's an argument to be had that perhaps uh, you know with with the engineering power we have, uh, you know, we should consider building something like this internally. Well, the challenge is we could create something that's sort of a naming system within the OKCoin ecosystem, but that doesn't really foster interoperability because we're not well positioned to then convince other wallet companies uh, and other exchanges to adapt our protocol or our naming structure. Uh, this is where we think it's it's one of those uh, innovations that I, I personally don't think and the company doesn't think uh, is one that should be built by exchanges themselves. I think we should adapt something like Unstoppable because they're on the path to achieving that true interoperability. Uh, so the, the look, it's really the user experience. We wanted to be the first. We wanted to make this a simple experience. It's it's really such an easy thing to do from an engineering standpoint to integrate these guys. It's really easy to work with them as well. And ultimately, it delights our customers. We're seeing it on Twitter today. Um, people who already use Unstoppable uh, are excited about this integration uh, because now if their funds are in one of those 40 wallets, they can bring it over to OKCoin, have some fun, like use it for earn uh, or high yield features, uh, use it for trading into other assets and then take it back to a wallet really seamlessly. Uh, So there's a sense of excitement. We're happy to be the first. Hopefully this encourages other exchanges to adapt it as well because that's where things start to get uh, really interesting. Uh, and that's that's really the rationale. Yeah, it make, makes a ton of sense. Uh, Brett, maybe talk a little bit just about, uh, and Hyder mentioned this earlier, of uh, while there's a single address that I can share like pomp.crypto, uh, there's still some privacy features and things that prevent uh, me from exposing kind of the public address and, and all of that. So maybe just talk through uh, for somebody from an actual user experience standpoint, if they've got an OKCoin okay uh, account and now they've got this unstoppable domain, um, how that actually works in terms of they just send the domain, but what can people see what can they not see so it depends on how you configure there's um there's a a few different ways that you can go about it but ultimately if you're sending money into an exchange it's a little bit uh, a little bit easier because they have these kind of like pots of uh pots of money um so it's hard to so you can't necessarily discern what's mine versus what's yours um if it's a self-custody wallet there's a couple of there's a couple of uh, extra things that you can do um that are not quite uh not quite available yet um, but for an exchange, it's kind of by default because they have these uh, they have these pots of money, um, and just and just kind of in in general, I think that the the reason why um, you know exchanges should do this is the user experience. I think the reason why exchanges will do this is because uh, it helps with deposits. So if you have a if you have a domain name attached to your OKCoin okay addresses, that is going to facilitate deposits into the exchange. I'm not saying that's the only reason you should do it or the only reason you did it, um, but that is a that is an advantage. And I think Hyder kind of touched on this briefly, but I think where where we sit is sort of like I guess uh, crypto Switzerland. Um, we're we're integrating in with in in with everybody, um, and I think that's one of the reasons why you haven't seen solutions like this come from existing crypto wallets and exchanges is because uh, they're kind of in a you know they're in a, they're in a competitive market. Uh, and it would be hard for them to, you know, kind of cooperate in that way. Um, whereas, you know, something like, you know, something like us, we can just sort of uh, go in and, and plug in with uh, plug in with everybody. 
Got it. And in terms of uh, when you guys both think through this and you're kind of uh, obviously in partnership, but thinking it from two different sides, uh, does this really force the hand of other exchanges? Like, should we expect uh, two years from now, every exchange has support uh, for these kind of human readable domains? Or do we think that uh, some maybe just start a priority and, and they won't actually do it? I think less than two years. Uh, yeah, I think it's a, I think we're going to see a lot of movement. Um, we're already seeing a lot of movement and I think this is just the, this is just, this is the, this is the beginning of the wave. Got it. I think from, from my standpoint, it's, uh, thinking about it from a consumer point of view, I, as a crypto user want to see that happen. Um, I, there, there's different value propositions on different exchanges, uh, and different wallets, uh, and the ability to move around really easily. And without you know having that sweaty experience that we were talking about, I think is it's something I want personally, and I think uh, uh, I hope that other exchanges are going to follow suit quite quickly because it it helps I think build up the ecosystem. And arguably, uh, crypto has been around now for you know a decade or so, right? And there there's a debate to be had on whether we're moving fast enough on the overall adoption. Have we plateaued? Have are we just converting? you know, crypto natives into into the existing communities? Are we just talking to each other in an echo chamber? And uh, I, I continue to look at Cash App and other consumer fintech apps and their growth accelerates the minute they add the simplest form of a crypto entry point. Uh, are we overcomplicating things in the crypto world? And then, you know, traditional finance and crypto or uh, fintech companies are looking at this stuff and saying, oh, cool, they designed something really amazing, let us take the MVP of that and onboard the rest of the people who've been on the fence because the way we're doing it in a simple form is an easier way to onboard uh, those folks without intimidating them with all the crypto speak and, and the user experience. So I think, um, I, think, I think exchanges should really pay attention to, to that particular trend uh, because the threat is not other exchanges, crypto exchanges. It's perhaps the, comp the bigger competition is consumer finance companies. This is something I really like about Hyder's approach, and I don't hear this from a lot of from a lot of crypto folks, which is that you know we've got whatever it is, 100 million crypto users right now, or something like that. Where the goal is to get to a billion, and he's worried about the big guys coming and taking our lunch after all of this hard work. And I don't hear that from other crypto people. They're usually they're they're I think they are usually you know we're we're in our bubble, you know, patting each other on the back, talking about how great things are going, and they are going great. Uh, but at the same time, because they're going so well. Uh, we are getting the attention of these much, much more uh, sophisticated companies and they're better at user experience, like hands down, they are better at user experience. And uh, we need to we need to step up our game because those next billion crypto users are coming. And the question is, uh, who gets them? And, and that's that is, I think, the value proposition of uh, of human readable names is, is getting getting those uh, getting that next billion people on right from the start, like never even see those hex addresses. Like that's going to be the way uh, that we can much more easily bring on the next billion people. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to ask both of you just to kind of look forward into the future again, you know, whether it's five, 10 years uh, forward, 
how are these uh, and the use of these human readable names going to evolve, right? So maybe, Brad, you could talk about just across the entire ecosystem and Heider, you could talk about kind of not only what else you guys are looking to do with this, but how it fits into kind of how an exchange would really build this out. Uh, but just how does the human readable name kind of become the, the core part of this industry and, and kind of where do we evolve to? So I think the advantage that you get when you get, so because a blockchain domain is a crypto asset stored inside of your wallet, you control it completely. Uh, it gets you that interoperability. Uh, it means that uh, it's it's tamper-proof, essentially. Nobody can take it away from you. Unstoppable domains can't take it away from you. And because you have that assurance, it enables you to go and build a lot of different things on top of it. So it starts with payments. Uh, there was a, a feature to tie uh, a real ID, uh, your Twitter account, to your domain name so that you can have more uh, of a sense of who it is that you're paying, uh, but the user still controls all of that information and decides which Twitter uh, which Twitter handle to attach to their domain and can decide to attach other information to their domain. So what you're seeing is kind of like a, a bottom-up way to start identifying, uh, identifying a person, um, could be pseudo-anonymously identifying them, but still identifying them, uh, a person or, or, end of, or party, uh, in order to be able to start doing more complicated transactions with them. And you know, in the regular world, if I'm doing some sort of a transaction, I'm not usually sending it to some anonymous set of, of letters and numbers. I, I usually have some information before before I before I do that transaction. I think that's the thing that's going to allow us to start doing more things. Uh, there's already pretty interesting use cases of uh, these uh, unstoppable domains beyond just the wallet uh, thing that we're focused on today. Uh, the, the one that I'm continuing to explore is publishing content on these domains. Uh, so I think in the future, what this, this could potentially become is sort of your uh, access into a user-owned internet. And, and you've probably heard us uh, talk about this uh, in context of the STX partnership. They're you know, attacking this uh, issue from a different angle. With unstoppable domains, I could see a future where uh, this is your entry point into Web3, into an ecosystem of Web3 apps. Uh, it also is an address that you can use to transact uh, with people and yourself across different platforms. And then it's also a place, essentially a real estate, that is truly your real estate on the internet. It's not the real estate you get through VeriSign and ICANN, which is sort of a leased uh, real estate. I think a lot of people don't understand this concept, that if you buy a domain on GoDaddy, or any other registrar, domain registrar, you're not really a true owner. You're just simply leasing it. And that fee can change and vary from year to year. And by the way, you don't have privacy. You're actually going to pay for privacy. I think it's like nine bucks or 10 bucks a year. And kid you not, there's no privacy with that package. I swear to you, I have bought domains. I have opted into that privacy package. And there I start getting calls from web developers and SEO experts. And, you know, so that uh, I, I, it's questionable. So back to your question about the future of these things. I think it's uh, uh, an identity system or it could be a universal identity system into your access into Web3, into uh, an ability for you to transact with people using the simple domain. And then thirdly, having this real estate on the internet that no one can take away from you. It's tamper resistant, it's uh, censorship resistant. And it's true ownership. So you can publish content, um, say you're, you know, for the lack of a better example, your WikiLeaks. Uh, there's, it's going to be really hard for the future WikiLeaks to be taken down. 
for the good or bad. Yeah. Look, I, I think that people are drastically underestimating this and, you know, kudos one, obviously to Brad and your team for, uh, for making this all possible and kind of building the technical stack and then Hyder for you guys to just be so forward thinking, I think, and, and really understanding kind of the value of a great user experience that reduces friction for, uh, for people, both that are already in kind of Bitcoin and, and crypto, but also for those that uh, have yet to, uh, to kind of join. So, um, you know, I want to appreciate both of you guys coming on and talking about this, but it just seems to be like, this is a no brainer and I, I definitely agree uh, with both of you that this will become kind of an industry standard over time. Um, so what what is the way if somebody wants to get onboarded, right? Um, do they go through just the OKCoin OK normal account creation and then they can uh, elect to do this? Do they need to go to Unstoppable Domains? Just talk through kind of uh, people who have kind of heard about this and now want to do it. What's the best way to send them to uh, to go participate? Uh, there's there's really two types of people um, that that are going to be onboarding. One is uh, the segment of people who already have an unstoppable domain. It's easy for them. They just come in, create an OKCoin account. If they already have an OKCoin account, they don't need to do much more. And when you go in the withdrawal flow, you can now enter your unstoppable domain and withdraw or deposit um, into OKCoin using an unstoppable domain. The the thing with uh, unstoppable domains, the way it's structured is you typically, your, your um, entry point into using it, whether you're on the wallet side or exchange side, is the withdrawal flow. So say you want to deposit into OKCoin, you're going to go into your wallet's withdrawal flow, enter your uh, unstoppable domain address, and then OKCoin will receive it, right? Or you can receive it in OKCoin. Now, if you're a brand new user, you don't have an unstoppable domain, you're hearing this podcast, you want to start with unstoppabledomains.com. You want to go ahead and purchase a domain. It uh, ranges anywhere between $20 and $40, depending on how, how customized you want it to be. Uh, and uh, then once you have that domain locked and loaded, you want to configure it with your wallet or your wallet addresses. And that's it. Basically, you're, you're done there. And then you can start using it uh, to, to move money around or to move crypto around. Awesome. Unstoppabledomains.com, okcoin.com. You guys are uh, you guys are legends for pulling this off. So uh, congratulations to both of you. Uh, highly suggest everyone go check it out. And uh, we'll talk again next time. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Thanks yeah. for having us. By the way, anyone, a, a last teaser, anyone uh, who who actually uses an Unstoppable Domains on OKCoin is automatically entering into a $10,000 giveaway. Uh, so Ooh. odds are great. Um, just saying. <laughs> I love it. All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll do it again. Thanks, Anthony.